Hello and welcome to the Bundesliga show uh, brought to you by Over the Bar uh, this evening as we are recording. Uh, we are joined by Mark Broadhurst as the uh, co-host of the show with myself, Rory Petrie, uh, as we both are Over the Bar writers and lead correspondents for the Bundesliga. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to get straight into our anagram results of uh, of last week. So we introduced it uh, to the show for the first time last week and we're doing the reveal. Um, so over to Mark for the results of week one. Okay, so if you remember, guys, uh, the, the kind of anagram last week was calf his ink. And I'm pleased to say that we actually had one of our commenters and one of our subscribers on YouTube was actually a winner this week. So I want to uh, give credit to Mr. Mensa. Thank you very much for commenting correctly that the answer to last week's anagram was indeed Hansi Flick. So the FC Bayern manager there was our first anagram to start our new series. So. That brings us nicely onto the next anagram as well, which we're going to have a look at this week. So just to re just to remember you guys, uh, just to remind you guys that the each anagram can either be a player, a manager, or a team from the Bundesliga. So I'm going to bring up the latest one this week. So it's Brewer need Mister. Quite an interesting one this week. So remember, it's something related to the. Bundesliga, either a player, a manager, or a club. So remember, guys, try and comment your answers in the uh, in the feedback on YouTube or indeed on Twitter if you want to as well, but preferably on YouTube so we can kind of follow it. But yeah, rack your brains, guys, and see if you can get the right answer. Brewer need mister. That's your anagram for this week. Very good. It's another one that I no doubt would never get. So... Uh... <laughs> All right then, so straight into business. Uh, we're going to run through the results of the weekend first of all, and then we'll we'll move into the the more detailed chat uh, as we go along. Uh, so I'll just quickly introduce the results from the weekend or the first five anyway. So on Friday night we had Hertha Berlin, uh, maybe surprisingly losing three one at home to Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, and then moving on to the Saturday afternoon kickoffs. We had Borussia Mönchengladbach drawing 1-1 with Union Berlin. Um, there's also a one-all score uh, with Bayern Leverkusen uh, hosting RB Leipzig. So two, two title contenders there sharing the points. Uh, Mainz lost quite uh, emphatically 4-1 to Stuttgart. Uh, and then we had Augsburg shocking uh, Borussia Dortmund 2-0 at home um, and then we'll move on to Mark for the next four results. Yeah and then we are on Saturday afternoon in the midday in the afternoon kickoffs we also had a, a really big win for Armenia Bielefeld winning 1-0 against FC Köln the two teams that I had down for relegation as well so yeah massive win there for Bielefeld at home. Then in the late kickoff on Saturday we had another defeat for Schalke losing 3-1 at home to Werder Bremen, who also had a difficult first week. And then moving on to today's kickoffs, we had another massive shock today of the big two both losing this weekend with Hoffenheim 
humbling uh, FC Bayern, really, 4-1 at home. Quite a result, really. Their first defeat in 32 Bundesliga games. And then uh, the late kickoff today was another draw for Wolfsburg, levelling up uh, one all against Freiburg away from home. So, yeah, that was our nine Bundesliga results this week. Um, so let's let's press on to our kind of main games again. As you know, we like to go ahead with our feature games. And I think it doesn't take a miracle to work out which where we're going to start this week, to be honest, which was today's uh, mid-afternoon kickoff uh, in Baden-Württemberg at the Hoffenheim, the SAP Arena. It was obviously the Hoffenheim 4 Bayern Munich won. I mean, nobody could possibly have predicted that. I think both of us last week, we went for a big win for Bayern, to be honest. We thought that Hoffenheim might make it quite competitive. But I think, obviously, the form that Bayern were in, we couldn't possibly go against them. But, I mean, Hoffenheim have shown that they are a quality outfit. Uh, yeah. And, Rory, did you watch that game? I saw um, some highlights of the game. Um, yeah, re real surprising result. Uh, given all the other results that went uh, this weekend, you're kind of expecting Bayern to just be licking their lips, um, go out there, do the business and already kind of, you know, take a stride towards leading their title contenders only after two games. Um, were, you know, potentially were they caught cold, having played in the Super Cup uh, in midweek and obviously, um, for example, Lewandowski, and uh, Leon Goretzka, both both side on the bench today. They gave a chance to their young striker um, to have a run out. Um, still a strong team that they put out, so it's it's still a massive shock. Um, so that you know, it's probably more of a bump in the road for Bayern. I wouldn't start to suggest that there's any major you know surgery needed to that team. Um, but all credit to to Hoffenheim, who looked like a serious outfit this season. Um, I think I predicted them to come in my top six when we did our prediction show, our preview show, a couple of weeks ago. So they're they're proving that they're a quality outfit. Um, and uh, Andre Kramaric, of course, has then come in for another another couple of goals. So that's five five goals in two games now. Obviously, adding to his hat trick last week. So he's looking on fine fine form already. Um, and yeah, what a start for Hoffenheim leading the way, and they look they look really good. So yeah, very impressive start from Hoffenheim indeed. Yeah, I think it's important not to kind of dwell too much on the fact that uh, Bayern obviously had the Thursday night game. I mean, it was quite a trip as well in Budapest, which is like probably a two three hour flight from Munich. So I mean, I guess they'll use that as an excuse. Also, the fact that he clearly rested some players as well. But I think it was only Lewandowski and uh, Goretzka, as you correctly yeah. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I watched the game and I think Hoffenheim were fantastic, really. Like, I think, obviously, they got the two early goals, but when Kimmich pulled a, an excellent strike out, you were thinking, oh, Bayern will probably still win 3 or 4-2 now, really. But, I mean, um, I think Hoffenheim, they rode out the storm a little bit. Uh, Bayern had a couple of chances at 2-1, but then they scored a really nice third goal, obviously through Andre Kramaric, who's probably going to be one of the standout strikers in the Bundesliga this year. And then, yeah, nice little penalty to, to kind of add the gloss to the scoreline, really, yeah. 
I think another thing we've not mentioned about this game is there's a bit of a subplot as well there. I think I don't know if you remember, but um, just before the lockdown last February, there was a really big incident with uh, the last time Bayern went to play Hoffenheim away. And the Bayern fans, they unfurled a huge banner criticising the owner of Hoffenheim, uh, Dietmar Hopp, who's also the owner of SAP, the software giant. And I think obviously they want, I don't know if you remember, but they played the last 20 minutes just playing... Um, passing it to each other yeah yeah <laughs> i think obviously uh, hoffenheim were really really offended by that because i think in the german culture it's not typical to be so kind of like uh, aggressive to other fans you know and i know that that caused a real uproar here in germany and i think um, hoffenheim will really kind of be happy to have got their um, revenge there on bayern and i think definitely dietmar hopp will be having a nice little whiskey at home tonight <laughs> to celebrate that one i think yeah do you think maybe that that incident spurred Hoffenheim on today, or do you just think it was uh, back they played the the European champions? Maybe I think like every time that any team plays Bayern Munich, the challenge is laid down. Like, can you topple? You know, can you knock them off their perch? Um, you know, you can work. You can look at it two ways. You can either think, oh, it's going to be another battering this week, or you know, we'll you know get yourselves going for it and really have a and really have a go, which Hoffenheim did. Um, yeah, I think Bayern can't can't use too many excuses. In, in fact, obviously about playing on Thursday night, they've got some serious squad depth in you know in most most positions. Um, so I think yeah, all, all credit to Hoffenheim. Looked really good um, and and scored some lovely goals like you mentioned. Um, and even at two one, Bayern obviously you'd expect to to have maybe started to, to come back strongly. That, that's just, that just shows some great character on, on Hoffenheim's part um, to hold off that storm and then go on, go again, score two more goals is fantastic. So they'll absolutely be buzzing. Uh, what a fantastic start. Keeps the league nice and condensed as well, which is brilliant. Don't want Bayern to be miles ahead already. So, yeah, very good start and a very uh, interesting weekend's worth of football. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Hoffenheim. The I think both of us predicted them to have a good season. I think there's not there's nothing that I've seen so far that uh, suggests that they, they can't have a good season. Really, I think obviously we mentioned last week that Kramerich was injured for much of last season, and I think he came back and fired in a few goals. And I think obviously five goals in two games. I mean, you don't need any more kind of uh, reminding what a good striker he is in the Bundesliga. Really, yeah. So let's let's move on to our next big game, which was obviously the other big shock as well. I mean, the two big teams in Germany, Bayern and Dortmund, both losing this weekend. Um, down not too far from where I live, actually, in uh, in Augsburg. Uh, yeah, a brilliant win for the the team from Bavaria against uh, Borussia Dortmund, of course. A full-strength Dortmund side as well. I mean, I, I think I watched again, I watched the highlights of this game and I was so impressed with Augsburg, to be honest. I think it wasn't one of those games where it was just a fluke, to be honest. They, they created chances from first minute to last. And I think, if anything, they, they probably deserve the win on the balance of play, to be honest. Yeah. And Rory, would you agree with that? Yeah, massively. Um, I've seen seen some in-depth highlights of this game and I think you're right. I think from, from minute one, Augsburg went and created all sorts of problems for, for Borussia Dortmund, especially getting behind their back line. Um, so, so many times that they managed to get in behind the, the defence and 
and then get runners on to through balls, whether it's then to get crosses in or to create shooting opportunities. Um, yeah, really, really impressive stuff. Um, but as well, Dortmund seem to create their own their own problems as well, either by playing from out the back or or playing when it wasn't on. Um, I think Berkey had a few moments as well in nets where he he kind of had a few few spills and a few dodgy passes. So yeah, very very uncharacteristic of Dortmund because I mm. thought they looked really strong last week. Um, so yeah, and generally speaking, like they had a few chances. They're always going to create the odd chance with with the strikers and the the kind of go go forward attitude that they have. But generally speaking, they didn't have that many clear cut chances anyway. So it's not like one of those ones where you say it's a freak result. Um, it is in terms of the teams, but in terms of how the ninety minutes played out, massive credit to Warsburg. Definitely deserved their win. Um, and I mean, the first goal was a great whip in, solid header. Second goal is a nice finish from Caliguri. So, yeah, absolutely superb. Norsberg, two from two. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously we can't discredit Augsburg as well. They've had two really good results, yeah. But I think going back to Dortmund, I think one of the things that really stood out for me, not just uh, to yesterday, but also over last season as well, is I think uh, Hummels is severely lacking pace at the back nowadays. You know, I think obviously Bayern got rid of him and it's not really like Bayern to sell back to Dortmund, to be honest with you. It's more usually the other way. And I think the fact that Bayern were willing to let Hummels go suggests that, uh, I mean, he could be way past his best. And to be honest, from what I've seen since he returned to Dortmund, he looks a shadow of the player that obviously led Germany to World Cup glory and obviously Dortmund, led Dortmund during the great days under Klopp, yeah. Do you, do you think he is someone that is starting to look a bit past it, Mats Hummels? Yeah, I think um, when you look on the surface of it, when he went back from Bayern, you think, oh, I mean, that's a really sound signing. He's still got plenty of years in him. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, like your name and your kind of the, the weight that it carries can only take you so far. And like, if, if Hummels is struggling now with his age... Uh, and certainly pace, as as I mentioned, the, the amount of times that Augsburg were, were able to get in behind, it was just, it was such an obvious ploy. Um, and yeah, I mean, that they either Dortmund need to play a little bit deeper potentially to allow Hummels to then play the way that he needs to, um, or potentially they need to change things around or maybe even play with a back three uh, to have a bit more cover. But either way around, I think, yeah, I agree. He's he's looking a little bit on the the shady side at the moment, but he is a classy player, um, so I'm sure he'll find a way around it as well. Yeah, and I think I think another thing about Dortmund also that struck me about their lineup yesterday is just how attacking they are as well. Like I know that the Bundesliga, the, the top teams generally want to play like a very attacking outfit, you know. That you don't really see so many conservative teams in the Bundesliga like you do maybe in other leagues. But I think, I mean, if you look at the team, like Emre Chan is now playing centre-half, you know. I mean, he, he's never played there before, as far as I know. He's always been more of a kind of defensive slash central midfielder. Then, obviously, you've got Akanji, who never really impressed me, to be honest, as centre-half either. Then you've got two very, very attack-minded uh, full-backs, which obviously most teams play attacking full-backs these days. But, I mean, Gu Gu sorry, my pronunciation of this name, Guerrero is perhaps, I think in the past he was more of a forward, so he's kind of more of a kind of winger converted into a fullback as well. And even if you look at the central midfield, like Bellingham isn't really a defensive midfielder by any stretch of the imagination, you know? 
could uh, Rory, do you think it could have been a case of like maybe Dortmund disrespecting Augsburg a little bit by playing such an attacking side yesterday? Um, potentially. I know certainly attacking football and, and the way that they're set up to play is very much in their nature. Um, certainly since I've been following the Bundesliga, I've always always known Borussia Dortmund teams to, to be teams that go forward and, and kind of, you know, generally speaking, try to outscore teams. Um, always speaking, they've always had attacking fullbacks, um, and usually speaking, like they've always had a decent keeper in net to keep them, you know, from conceding too many goals. But I've never really seen them concentrate too much on the defensive side. Um, so when your strikers or attackers can't bail you out on those occasions, you're probably going to end up, you know, losing or not winning the game. Um, so yeah, they they are an attacking team, but it's just in their nature, I think. And these sort of results may may happen during the course of the season. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, obviously, we can't uh, only talk about Dortmund's uh, downfalls. We've got to give some credit to Augsburg as well. Two wins out of two. Do you think they can keep up this kind of form uh, going ahead through the season, or would they just be happy to stay up? Do you think? <laughs> I mean, my my prediction of Augsburg's credentials were were quite shoddy to be honest a couple of weeks ago um so all credit for them showing me how good they are um generally speaking obviously they're off to a fantastic start confidence and momentum can can be a huge thing during the season um and they'll be on you know cloud nine after this win well yesterday uh yesterday's win um so I don't see any reason why they wouldn't stop playing well certainly for the next month or two if they can keep up this momentum whether they can do it all season and be top 10 in the mix for Europe is another question um I think down in the manager's heads in the players heads they just want to get as many points as they can early doors and then not have to worry about the tail end of the season and being dragged into a relegation uh battle so yeah all credit to Wolfsburg though yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's move on to our next feature game, which was Schalke versus Werder Bremen. I think both of us tipped that it could be a bit of a scrappy one, to be honest, this, but it had maybe more goals than we uh, initially predicted. But I think, um, yeah, it was definitely a, an entertaining game, this one, to be honest with you. it was. Um, but obviously the, the main news that came out of that game was the fact that this did end up being um, uh, Wagner's final game in charge of the club. Actually, uh, after after an absolutely appalling run of only one, in fact, no wins in 18 league games, stretching back to last season. I mean, they barely won at all in 2020. It's just appalling, really. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the, uh, Wagner can't really have too many complaints about being fired there. I think both of us predicted that it was kind of like a win or bust game for Schalke, really, regarding Wagner. And I think, really, for me, I'm not usually a fan of managers being sacked, and I do like Wagner, but I think at the end of the day, like, they can't keep going on with this. And both of us tipped Schalke to struggle as well. But, I mean, 11 goals against in the first two games is just absolutely appalling, really, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, would you agree that it was the right decision to get rid of Wagner, Rory? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not an advocate for, you know, pulling the trigger and, and getting rid of managers after two games of a of a league season, considering how long football seasons are these days. Um, but generally speaking, like you mentioned, no 
no winning 18 league games, shipping 11 goals in two games. Um, it, at the end of the day, it's just not good enough. Um, Wagner's clearly seems that he's lost, you know, lost the players as well. Uh, the way they've been playing the start of the season, they they look lost. Um, and it, it's really strange because, generally speaking, he made a really sound start. Uh, they were looking good, uh, and then since since we've returned to playing football after lockdown, it's just been an absolute car crash of of a well a season uh, going into this season now for for Wagner and Schalke. So yeah, I mean, feel sorry for him, but yeah, definitely feel like it's the right decision. Um, in in relation to the game itself, uh, like I mentioned, Schalke looked like a lost team. Um, and that I mean, defensively speaking, I've having seen the goals myself, the, the defense just they look all over the place, they look lost, especially at set pieces. Um, they they weren't you know, they weren't reacting to second balls, um, didn't seem to be in the right positions. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's no shock that Wagner's paid the price. But on the other hand, um, credit to Verda. They've come out and they've done a job after, you know, a really poor start to the season. Um, noticeably that Bissencourt was able to get a start at the weekend. He's obviously a massively important player for them. Um, so that would have been a positive for them, generally speaking. Um, and, and all credit to, to Fulkrug um, and uh, for him, you know, netting a hat-trick. Um, so, yeah, massive plus for Verda and they'll want to move on positively from that. But from a Schalke point of view, hopefully it can only get better. Yeah, I mean, it was very much a kind of like route one hat-trick, you might say, you know. I mean, as you say, like Schalke's defending from set plays was just beyond appalling, to be honest with you. Like he was left with two free headers and then a, a clumsy foul as well, yeah. uh, which gave away the penalty, which he comfortably tucked away. Uh, it's, uh, I mean... To be honest, I didn't really know that much about Fulkrug before this game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it was actually his first career hat-trick. So, I mean, it's a big moment for the lad, you know. But, I mean, yeah. uh, do you think do you think Fulkrug, did you see enough in him that made you think that he could be the man to kind of push Verda and start getting a few goals again? Well, as you mentioned, Mark, I mean, I, I won't lie. I, I haven't heard much of the player beforehand. Um, so, yeah, so all credit to him. It was a bit of a messy, a messy hat-trick. Um, but at the end of the day, as a striker, you want to have that natural ability to be in the right place at the right time. Um, you know, if he's a bit of a poacher, perhaps in the box, obviously good, good with his head potentially, and um, you know, showed good, good striking instincts to be in the right place at the right time. Obviously, then being fouled uh, and converting the penalty, so that's that's obviously promising signs for Verda. Um, you know, hopefully the player can then take this as a massive confidence boost and, and you know, push him through the rest of the season. But it remains to be seen. Um, obviously, it's a good time currently to play Schalke. So he's, you know, cashed in his chips. It's great for the player. It's great for Verder as well. But we'll see, I mean, they'll have a lot more sterner tests for Verder coming up in, in the weeks to come for sure. Absolutely, yeah. I think one other major talk, talking point in that game was uh, the Schalke centre-half, Ozan Kabak, actually spat 
at one of the uh, the Verda players in the first half as well. The referee and the VAR didn't see it inexplicably, really. He stayed on the pitch during that. I think it was a 1-0, the score at this point. Should clearly have been sent off because it was a clear spit aimed at the Verda player. But then, uh, funnily enough, later on, he got two yellow cards and also ended up being sent off anyway. So I, I think that just about sums up Schalke, really, in many ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, to get away with the red card and then he gets sent off later anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, yeah, they've got fundamental problems at the club. Obviously, this is far from a vintage Schalke side on paper. It's a, In fact, to be quite frank, it's a pretty ordinary Schalke side, really. We've talked about a few times before. But I think, I mean, disciplinary problems, just not lack of effort and any sort of defence, it just shows that, yeah, they've got serious problems there. And I think they need to get a real uh, kind of um, quality appointment. And I don't think they're going to be able to get a big name in, to be honest, but I think they need to get like a kind of Dieter Hecking kind of guy, a kind of vintage old school German coach, maybe even a Felix Magad, to be honest with you in there. Yeah, I think he's managed Schalke before and he's currently managing down in the second division at Würzburg. So I think potentially they could get him. He's the kind of name they need to go in for really now for me, because they need some real discipline in there unless they could really be in a relegation dogfight this year, Schalke. Okay, so let's go on to our final uh, game. It was another, a really entertaining game, actually, which ended in a perhaps a surprising result, which was actually newly promoted Stuttgart's first win, 4-1 away at Mainz. Yeah, I mean, I actually found this a really entertaining game. I think Mainz, obviously, they got the goal to, to lead up from Quezon, who had a really, really good season last year as well. I think he got 15, 16 league goals for Mainz. I was a little bit surprised to see him stay, to be honest, because I thought they might... Um, someone like Schalke might have been able to kind of uh, prize him away from Mainz, really, because obviously Mainz is one of the smaller clubs in the Bundesliga. He missed a couple of chances to go 2-0 up, but then kind of Sch uh, Stuttgart got the equaliser and then Mainz just fell apart completely, really. It was, um, did, you, did you see that, that one, uh, Rory? Yeah, I managed to, to catch uh, most of the major talking points from this game. Um and, and all credit there to Stuttgart. What what a massive result that is after you know needing to get their first win of the Bundesliga season since being promoted. Um, you know that they came off the back of last last week's result. Um, you know a three two loss, which you know ultimately like was looking quite bad at one point when they're three nil down. But those two late goals, as I mentioned last week, could have been a massive confidence booster from them. And that's kind of paid dividends now um, this weekend as they've come back from a goal down early doors to then show some great character and, and score some really good team goals. Um, I, I have a bit of a soft spot for, for Stuttgart, to be fair, because uh, in my leisure hours, I've started a FIFA career with Stuttgart. Um, <laughs> so I know quite a few of the player names just from that. Um, and so Silas, Solsi getting, getting the equaliser was, was a big um, you know, a big moment in the game for them. And then from there on in, they they played some really nice football and scored some some really neat goals. Um, so that's massive for them. That then pushes them right back up the table. And, yeah, things are looking great from their point of view and hopefully they can go on from there. Uh, from Mines' point of view, uh, it's been a, you know, it's been a tough start to the season for them. They would have ultimately not, noted this game down this weekend as already being an important game because they would have known that Stuttgart are going to probably be there or thereabouts down there with them at the bottom end of this uh, the table this season. So 
to go one nil up and then the response from that to lose four four goals without reply um ultimately not really be in the game um after that point it will be a massive disappointment and they'll be I think they'll be looking at themselves thinking we might be in big trouble here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they've been a side that obviously Jurgen Klopp took them into the Bundesliga. They also had Thomas Tuchel as well. They've always been known as a kind of club to have good managers. I mean, they're a really, really small club in truth. You know, I think they only made it to the Bundesliga for the first time in the history in the in the 2000s. So, I mean, they, they've kind of overachieved for a long time. Yeah. But, I mean, to be honest, I was really impressed with Stuttgart. I mean, I watched them a little bit last season in this five Bundesliga and I wasn't impressed at all. I thought they were quite lucky to go up. They relied on a massive mess up from Hamburg in the final game to even get promoted, yeah. But, I mean, having watched them the other day, I mean, some of the midfield play was really impressive. Like, Castro really impressed me, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. cutting through the, the Mainz midfield like glass, to be honest. Through, like, a, a, a knife through butter, to be honest with you, yeah. I mean, it was really impressive at times. I think, obviously, clinical finishing, a few nice team goals in there as well. Yeah. I think Didavi is a decent striker as well. He puts himself in the positions. He's got a bit of pace as well. I think also the Japanese midfielder Endo was pretty impressive too. He seems yeah. to be one of these. I think Japan, the Japanese, they do have quite a lot of these very, very tricky technical midfielders, actually. Obviously, we, we know Kagawa in the past as well. Not mm -hmm. such a success at United, but in the Bundesliga was really good. Obviously, Kenzuki Honda, they make a lot of those kind of players. Yeah, and I mean, this guy, obviously, is only a loan signing, but he really impressed me, to be honest. Yeah, I think um, if they play like that more consistently, I can't see them finishing in the lower than the bottom five or six, to be honest with you. But I mean, obviously, Mainz were pretty poor after going ahead, and again, it's just it's a lack of kind of um, effort at times. I think, like, they, I don't know, it was poor from Mainz. In all honesty, it was really, really poor. If I were a Mainz fan now, I, I tip them to finish like fourth or fifth from bottom, so just about safe. But if I were a Mainz fan watching that, I'd be really worried, to be honest with you. I mean, last week's defeat at Leipzig it was kind of expected. But, I mean, that was just not good enough in large parts, to be honest, from mine. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Jurgen Klopp and Thomas Tuchel will be, like, tearing the hair out over that game, to be honest with you. It was, uh, I know Jurgen Klopp does keep an eye on Mainz as well, so he's quite open about that fact. And I think, yeah, I mean, maybe Liverpool will be a bit worried about losing him to Mainz to this race if they're going to carry on playing like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, so that pretty much uh, covers our our feature games. So let's just have a look at some of the other games, uh, obviously. Um, so yeah, let's start with Bielefeld winning 1-0 against Köln. I mean, to be honest, both of us predicted this would be a scrappy game, and it was the definition of scrappy. I mean, to be honest with you, I can't remember seeing a game any more scrappy, in all honesty. Like, uh, <laughs> Köln missed a couple of real sitters, but again, from bad defending more than anything in the first half. And then Bielefeld, I mean, they're more grit than quality, that's for sure. But they do have a little bit of quality in the midfield. And I think the goal was pretty much a very poor mistake from the goalkeeper, really. It was a kind of like cross into the box. The keeper got a hand on it and diverted it into the back of his own net. So I think it would have to go down as a, as a mistake, really, more than anything. But obviously a massive win for Bielefeld. Yeah. Uh, Rory, do you think they can build on that result? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, with the point that they collected last week and the win today, that's pushed them up into the top five, I think, uh, in in the early doors of, of the Bundesliga right now. So, yeah, that that's huge for them. Um, I mean, especially 
thinking that certainly between ourselves that we thought there'd be a team that really like really struggled to get points early doors at all um so you know they've shocked me to be fair they've shown they've shown a bit of a grit they they stay in games by they you know they don't seem to concede many easy goals um and they seem quite hard to play against so obviously that you know that's a really good foundation for them if if you're always in the game and you don't concede loads and loads of goals then generally speaking if you can nick the odd one then you're going to be able to get points whether it's a draw or you know whether it's a win so yeah that's a massive thing for them they'll be you know they'll be uh pretty high on confidence now after a good win hopefully that you know that can take them forward i think naturally speaking they've got sterner tests to come against some of the better teams in germany uh, which they obviously be tested a lot more. However, yeah, very positive start for them. Um, so yeah, very impressive stuff. Yeah, and the next game, I think probably the game that was billed the the game of the weekend. It was actually quite an entertaining game as well. Uh, Leverkusen v Leipzig finishing in a one-one draw. I mean, two really really good goals in this game actually. I mean, Emil Forsberg. He's not really been involved that much in the last two years after being highly rated. But I mean, what a goal that was really with the turn and the smash finish. Yeah, I mean, he enjoyed it as well with a nice celebration. So yeah, I think he was happy with that one. Back in the team after a couple of years, kind of on the bench really. Yeah. And and Rory, did you see any more of that game as well as Forsberg's goal? Forsberg's goal. Yeah, I did indeed. Yeah, what a quality strike that was from Forsberg. Absolutely did his marker and then smashed the ball past the keeper for, for the 1-0 lead. Um, RB then obviously um, kind of let let things slip a little bit and there was a bit of a bit of a messy spell that, that led to um, the equaliser for Leverkusen, which was another absolute worldie of a strike um, from, I might pronounce his name slightly wrong here, but Demir Bay. Um, which went in off the underside of the bar. Um, so that was a fantastic you know, response to, to what was an already incredible strike um, to level the game up between, obviously, these two contenders. Um, obviously, their new boy, uh, their new signing, Sorloff, um, came on for RB in the first half because Poulsen went off uh, for, in, for an injury. Um, so they'll be hoping that he can hit the ground running uh, especially if Paulson's injury is semi-serious. Um, but yeah, the, both teams, despite having title ambitions, will probably be satisfied with the point. Yeah, I think both sides had a lot of chances as well. I actually had a bet on Leverkusen to win this, and I was gutted when the late Schick goal was disallowed for offside because I thought it was going to be given. But yeah, I mean, it was a clear offside. But I think, to be honest, I do find Leipzig a bit frustrating sometimes because obviously at times they are such a good side. And I think for me that the... They're the one side who can really go with Bayern and kind of win back-to-back games, you know, like for a long period of time. But I just think in, in these big games, you do let a lot of leads slip, I tend to find. You know, it's very often they'll go 1-0 ahead and then they'll just kind of get caught. Um, I don't know. Whether it's like a mentality problem at times, I don't know. I mean, they have the quality for me. I see, Obviously, you saw it in the Champions League making that brilliant run to the semi-final. I mean destroying Atletico really with a deserved win and beating Tottenham and all kinds of teams, you know, but I just think um, it, it's maybe just something meant mentally. I mean, I'm a really big fan of the coach Nagelsmann as well. I think he's going to be a real big coach in the future, maybe potentially Bayern coach or one of the top Premier League coaches. I think he's that good, to be honest. Yeah. Rory, do you think it could be a mentality problem, maybe a Leipzig at times? 
Yeah, I think especially for this side that I've come so close on a couple of occasions to to get in that elusive Bundesliga title. Obviously, they've absolutely shot up the divisions um, under this, you know, this new name of RB Leipzig, and you know they've been they've been looked after, and they they've got in, you know, some good players, and now they've got the foundations of this great squad. Um, so yeah, possibly it is a bit of a mental block for them um, when it comes comes to these bigger games, maybe not thinking that they are one of those teams. But like you mentioned, the Champions League run that they had and everything else behind that, um, I think they, they do need to start turning up in these games if they ever want to get that elusive title. Absolutely, yeah. OK, the, the next one-all draw was Gladbach versus Union Berlin, which actually, I've just got to say, was my one uh, correct prediction this week. Yeah, yeah. so I'll <laughs> celebrate that one, yeah. I mean, obviously, some would say it's a bit of a shock, but yeah, I did fancy uh, Union to react to their disappointing home defeat. It was a good performance from Union as well. I think most would agree that they deserved the point. I mean, the goal was a kind of unorthodox goal, really. Both goals were headers from corners, actually. But the, the Union one was like a real looping header. It went right yeah. up and, and um, kind of just dipped below the defender on the post. Yeah, I mean, maybe... Um, Maybe Gladbach will be a bit disappointed to concede a point so late, but I think uh, Union definitely created as many chances. Yeah, I think obviously one of the big moments was the plie move as well. That was a, he had a really really nice piece of skill. He went past about four defenders and then had a shot well saved by the Union goalkeeper. Obviously Marcus Turam as well back in the game. We mentioned last week that those two guys didn't start, which was a bit of a surprise. But yeah, they didn't really get the result that they would have wanted. Yeah, Rory, do you think Gladbach have got maybe a cause to worry a little bit at the moment? Um, I wouldn't say uh, they should be worried too much. Obviously, it's a really bad start. The fact that they've got one point from six, um, no surprise to see that potentially they played a bit better than last week with the likes of Chiram and Plie coming back in. I think that's just a natural, you know, natural thing because those two strike strikers wingers um are naturally talented fast attacking players um so they straight away make munch and back a better team um like you mentioned two two headed goals from from corners um chiram's one was a you know nicely directed and solid solid header and then the equalizer was very strange it was a good a really good effort to loop the ball over um the defender on the line who i think headed it up into the bar and then eventually went in. Um, so yeah, a couple of um, you know issues either side for the teams potentially picking up men from from corners. But Munchen Gladbach, I expect to come good um, and be you know in in that race. They're probably counting their blessings because other teams around them, Dortmund, Bayern, etc., have dropped points and they're not a million miles off straight away. In theory, they could be five points behind each team by now, but they're quite lucky in that regard. So I expect them to come good. Absolutely, yeah. So obviously the Friday night game, which was quite a another away win. There's been quite a lot of away wins, actually, at the start of the Bundesliga season this year, which was a 3-1 win for Frankfurt away in Berlin. I mean, this one surprised me, really, but... I think it was a case of Frankfurt actually getting the full team out, which hasn't happened very often recently. I think obviously Andre Silver and Baz Dost getting yeah. in there with the goals, and obviously Sebastian Ruder as well. Probably the three main players with the goals really there. Did, did you see much of that one, Rory? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree in the fact that the goal, you know, the goal scorers were very much, you know, Frankfurt's best players. I think 
uh, Andre Silva. Um, you know, he's he's a real player. At the end of the day, like he plays for the Portuguese national team. Um, he's used to play in teams where he gets chances, perhaps. Um, but he's been on fine, fine fertile of form um, in the Bundesliga in terms of how many goals he scored in 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 as many games. He's been on some some real good form. Um, Baz Durst, uh, again, he's um, an impressive striker in the fact that he knows his game really well. He's fantastic in the air, and no shock that his goal this weekend was a header. Um, so that's you know no shock in that regard. Um, as you mentioned, Herter, I thought at home would be quite strong. Um, so again, this is a bit of a potentially a shock result. And as you mentioned, maybe it's the fact that Frankfurt managed to get their strongest 11 out on the field together. So well done to Frankfurt and maybe next time for Herter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, I think one issue for Hertha, I think the home form going back to last season as well, they really, really struggled to win in the Olympia Stadium. I think they're a much better side away from home and have been for the last two or three years now, really. Yeah, I think I think it's, it's possible that obviously I know there's not so many fans in the stadium, but it could be a case of the ground being too big for them, really. I tend to find, like, I mean, I've been to the Olympia Stadium, actually, and it, I mean, although it was a good crowd, it was a good 57, 58,000. I mean, it was still looked half empty because the stadium is like 85,000 capacity. So I think maybe it, the ground doesn't really generate that kind of atmosphere because it's so big. And I think there must be something going wrong with the home form because away from home, they can look a decent side, obviously battering Werder Bremen last season. I mean, maybe it is something they need to look into, maybe getting their own purpose-built ground of like 30,000, 35,000, which would kind of create a rocking atmosphere or something, yeah. But definitely there's something missing there at the Olympia Stadium, and they, they don't win there very often at all, to be honest. It's, uh, it's something that could potentially um, stop them going forward for me, yeah. Okay, the final game was, was another draw for Wolfsburg, one all at Freiburg. Yeah, Rory, any thoughts on that one? Um, so I did catch a little bit of this game and much like some of the other one-all draws, well, perhaps not the, in the case of Leverkusen and Leipzig. The, this was a pretty dire game uh, to watch. Um, I've watched Wolfsburg twice now this season. They've, they've looked pretty, pretty dull, <laughs> um, putting it quite simply. Um, obviously, they managed to get back on level terms with, with a deflected free kick on the edge of the area. Um, nothing that the keeper can do about that one. Um, you know, it's flown in via a deflection. Um, Wolfsburg just seemed really, really wild and out of control. There, was, there seemed to be quite, especially in the first half, lots and lots of rash tackles, lots of bookings, um, and that was that was just disrupting the natural flow of the game, and probably hence why it was a bit of a, a bit of a poor game, which finished one all. Um, so yeah, not the best of games to finish us off on a Sunday evening, but. These things happen. Yeah, I think the, the second time in two weeks that they've let us down, Wolfsburg. Come on, we want more from you next week, Wolfsburg. Yeah, but I think Indeed. what one uh, one of the major talking points there was the fact that uh, Vout Weghorst didn't start the game. And I mean, obviously, for any of you guys who followed the Bundesliga the last few years, you'll know he has been the talisman for for, for Wolfsburg over the last few years. Yeah, I think he got like. 20 goals plus last season in the Bundesliga and yeah he didn't start the game so maybe if he can get himself back in the starting lineup fully obviously they also had a game in the uh, in the Europa League on Thursday as well which may be kind of uh, I know it was only a qualifier but still you know it's 
for teams like Wolfsburg, it's difficult to play two games in a week when they don't have the biggest of squads, really. Yeah. But yeah, two draws for Wolfsburg. Probably another game where both teams will be relatively happy with the the results, I think. Yeah. So that, that finishes our roundup of week two. So let's move swiftly on to our predictions ahead of week um, week three. So let's do it. Fixtures next week. So Rory, do you want to start us? Yeah, so I'll run us through the first uh, the first four fixtures then that are coming up next week, uh, and then we'll kind of bounce off what we think our predictions will be for each game. Um, and like we said, we've been keeping a track of this a little bit. Unfortunately, the Bundesliga official predictor is down at the moment, so we can't use that officially. Um, so we're having to make do uh, with our predictions for this week. Um, so the first game of next weekend is on Friday evening, and it's Union Berlin versus Mainz. Um, again, struggling, struggling side Mainz on the road. Fancy, fancy Union to get themselves a nice, secure, solid two-nil home win. Mark, what are you thinking for this game? Yeah, I'm going to go for a two-one Union win. Yeah, I saw enough in them to think they can win that game. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Then moving on to the Saturday afternoon kickoffs, uh, we've got Borussia Dortmund then hosting um, Sporting Club Freiburg. Um, so this one I've gone for a 3-1 home win for Dortmund. So expect a reaction. Um, I know certainly there's been chats about Sanchez again. Sorry, not Sanchez, Sancho um, and Man United. Whether they come in for a late bid, we'll have to see. But either way around, I expect Dortmund to come back and uh, get themselves a home win uh, next weekend. Mark, do you agree or not? Yeah, I'm going for a 3-0 win there for Dortmund. Some people might think it's a bit disrespectful to Freiburg because they have made a really good start and obviously got an away win in the first game. But I think... Although Dortmund do have a few struggles on the road these days, I think at home there's still a formidable outfit, really, and I think a comfortable 3-0 win there. Good stuff. Okay, on to the next game. We've got uh, Frankfurt hosting Hoffenheim. Uh, so this, you know, potentially could be a pretty pretty good game. Um, so I've uh, I've gone for a 2-2 draw. Um, I think Frankfurt just be able to grab themselves a point. Uh, Hoffenheim, obviously, flying high uh, will be you know, be wanting to keep up their 100% start, but I reckon Frankfurt will just nick a point from this game. So, Mark, what are you thinking on this one? Yeah, I'm actually going for what some might say a shock 2-1 Frankfurt win, actually. there. I think uh, Frankfurt are historically a very streaky side, and I think, like, when they get the bit, like, when they get the bit between the teeth, they can be a decent team. And I think Hoffenheim, they might be a bit overconfident. They're, they're another side that kind of to and fro a lot historically, they look a bit better than what they have done in the last two years this season, but I'm going to go for a 2-1 Frankfurt home win. Yeah. Very good. And then our fourth game will be uh, Cologne hosting Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, so we'll see the travelling side with wanting to get their season off the ground and running. Uh, Cologne obviously have been struggling themselves. I'm going for an away win. I'm saying 2-1 Mönchengladbach. It will be a close game, but think the away side will get a much needed win to kickstart their season mark what are your thoughts on this one yeah i've also gone for a two two one away win actually there i don't really see i've said many times before already in this series i don't really see anything in this cone this cologne side to be honest with you for me they probably are the poorest side along with bielefeld in the league so i, I don't see them getting anything out of this against 
a glad backside who have quality and pace. Very good. So you want to take us through the next five, Mark? Yeah, so another game Saturday afternoon is, is going to be a Stuttgart versus Leverkusen. I've actually gone for a big Leverkusen away win. I think Leverkusen, they were good against Leipzig. And I mean, they might well have seen uh, themselves winning, but I think uh, they're going to get the, the chances that they create are going to become goals, in my opinion. And I think they're going to get a 4-1 win at Stuttgart. I think Stuttgart, again, I, I've said before that I'm, I'm impressed with them so far, but I think this game, they tend to be very open side. And I think uh, there's far too much quality in Leverkusen up front to kind of. Obviously, they lost Kevin Volland to Monaco in the midweek, so that's a bit disappointing. But I mean, they've got bags of chances and goals in that side still. And you, Rory? Um, I've gone for a slightly tighter tighter win for Leverkusen. So I do agree. I think Leverkusen will get their win. Uh, but I've said 2-1 on this occasion. Okay. Yeah, the, the next game is uh, Werder Bremen v Bielefeld. A bit of a derby as well. Two sides aren't too far apart in Germany. I've actually gone for a 2-0 home win because I just think for Bielefeld, they, they don't create many chances even against Cologne. I just think Werder... I think they might kick on a little bit from a good result. And I think uh, it might be a little bit scrappy, this one, but I'd go for a 2-0 Verda win. Yeah, um, I I do agree. Um, I think it will be a very tight game uh, from what we've seen from um, Arminia so far. Um, you know, they stay in games. They don't seem to concede too many. However, they, they might be short uh, going forward. So 1-0 win for Verda this, uh, well, next week. Yeah, absolutely. And then the late kickoff on uh, on Saturday is Leipzig versus Schalke. Obviously, we'll have to see if they have a new manager in place by then. But I've gone for a 2-1 Leipzig win. I generally tend to find that teams that fire managers that were underachieving tend to do a little bit better in the game after. Maybe I still don't think they'll have enough to get a point or even a challenge to win the game. But I, I think they'll keep it a bit tighter. I go 2-1 Leipzig there. Yeah, it's hard to hard to look past RB. Um, as you mentioned, there's usually a bit of a bit of a balance in performance levels once once a manager is sacked. Um, but just generally speaking, I just don't think they've got the quality to to be able to scrap anything from this game. So two 0 RB uh, back on track. Yeah, and then moving on to the Sunday game. So the Sunday specialist Wolfsburg versus Augsburg. Hopefully a bit of a better game with Wolfsburg. Obviously, the first two games haven't been the most entertaining. But I've actually, based on the fact that like they do tend to be hard to beat, but not such an entertaining side, I've gone for one all in this game. I think Augsburg, obviously, two wins. They'd be happy with a point from this to kind of uh, solidify the situation. You know, Wolfsburg are usually a top half side. So I think they'll be happy with a nice point there. And I'm going to predict them to get a one all draw at Wolfsburg. Well, it seems like we're in agreement, Mark, because I have gone one all <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Um, unfortunately, I think Wolfsburg might let us down again uh, in, in the entertainment stakes. Um, so I'm going one all. I'm staying safe. I'd rather be wrong and see a more entertaining game. And yeah, as you mentioned, Wolfsburg consolidating their place in the uh, in the top half of the table. So one one, I reckon. Yeah, two agreements so far. Wow. Okay. So yeah. Find the final game, uh, the late kickoff on Sunday is quite an exciting looking game. Two attacking sides with Bayern versus Hertha Berlin. But I just think, obviously, I've talked up Hertha quite a lot on this show so far, but I'm going to go for a 4 0 home win this time. 
I just think Bayern, obviously, they'll be absolutely furious with the result today, with the performance. I expect Lewandowski to be back and firing in the team next week. And I just think when they play at their best, like there's no one really in the Bundesliga that can go with them. So I'm going to go for a 4-0 home win. Very good. Um, yeah, I agree. I think Bayern will come back. They'll bounce back. As you mentioned, they'll be upset by today's result. Um, I'm saying 3-1. I think Hertha will be able to challenge them, especially given the fact that uh, Bayern are playing midweek again as they're entertaining uh, Dortmund in the uh, in the uh, the Super Cup um, German equivalent. Um, so that's another 90 minutes that they're going to have to play. Um, obviously, they're playing Sunday afternoon, so they should have enough legs in them. And yeah, I think they'll have enough to, to bounce back and win 3-1. Okay, so... As you remember from last week as well, we're going to finish with Rory's fun fact as well. So do you want to share that with us, Rory? <laughs> I do indeed, yeah. Um, I was just mentioning this to Mark before we went live today. Uh, my fact of the week was slightly better before the Bayern, Bayern Munich results uh, happened. So, however, I'll give it to you anyway. So Hansi Flick has, has collected now as many trophies in his Bayern Munich managerial career as his side have either lost or drawn. So he's now got four trophies uh, and his side have only been beaten or drawn with four on four occasions. Obviously, it was three before today's results since taking over as manager in November 2019. So that's not too shabby an effort to have four trophies. And it might be five in midweek. So he may well have more trophies than losses or uh, or draws come midweek, so that fact might be even better um, come next week. So that, that is indeed my uh, my fact of the week. Yeah. So just to remind you of the headlines from this week, obviously Bayern losing their 32 match uh, unbeaten run, um, losing 4-1 to Hoffenheim again. Uh, David Wagner sacked from Schalke after an 18 game uh, non-winning run, I should say. And then, obviously, uh, Augsburg with a brilliant win over Dortmund. So, let's hope that the games next week are just as entertaining because I think it's been a really entertaining week of Bundesliga. Shocks, goals, red cards, penalties, a lot, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, fantastic so, stuff. Great stuff, yeah. So, just to, fit, just to leave you guys, obviously, we usually close with uh, just uh, announcing our details. So, remember, you can follow us on our Twitter page as well we post a lot of stuff we have tons of uh, articles on there we really like to keep busy that busy also you can visit our website as well whoops yeah which you can see there which is overthebar.net you can also subscribe to our youtube channel we have other we also have a league one show as well going on with another couple of our writers continue to follow our uh, bundesliga show We've been really, really happy with the start of it in terms of uh, how much uh, feedback we've been getting. So continue to give us feedback. Let us know what you think of our stuff. Give us some suggestions of things you'd like to see on there. And don't forget to subscribe as well, guys. Yeah. So we're going to have to love you and leave you there. So thank you very much to Rory again. Thank you all. And I can't wait to see you again next week. So bye -bye. looking forward to it.